We're waiting for it to load on my phone. But if you look, we're still not loaded. Still on the screen. Waiting and waiting and waiting. I think it froze. I think my app froze. Let's try again. Hey guys, don't forget to check out our Patreon. We have all sorts of cool perks available from our mini series and monthly episode picking poll to bookmarks and books from our TBRs. Check out all the cool perks at patreon.com slash the book life podcast. We hope you consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to send a huge thank you and shout out to our patrons, the Pirate Queen, Sam, Megan, and Leah. May your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we're doing a mid-year check-in. Yes, we know with uh, month seven in July, this is good enough for mid-year for us. Um, we are going to talk about tonight, no spoilers, just so you know. So the whole episode you can listen to without any worries. Um, but we're going to talk about our goals and how many we've read so far against it. Um, how many we actually think we'll get to. What we are currently reading, um, five-star reads this year the NFs and low-rated books, and our biggest disappointments. Oh, I also think while we talk about our goal, we should also see how many books against our 2022 list we also are reading against as well. So we will cover that. Mm-hmm. So what's your Goodreads goal? So just a recap, my goal for the year to read was 60 books, or still is actually. I currently am at 29 books, so I'm technically two books behind schedule, but I'm, I usually finish books like in pairs. Um, so I feel confident I will easily re- be right back on track. I am basically on track to finish this um, goal. And I have to admit, well, mm-hmm. I'm in an MBA program and I definitely counted one of the books I had to read, which was a management book. <laughs> so I had to read it cover to cover. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm counting this yeah. book because I spent a lot of time reading it. I did not count my statistics book I had to read because I only read we only read half the chapters. Might need to count my accounting book though, because holy schmeckerel, I'm reading every single chapter of that book. So it's a lot of effort. Okay, reading is reading. It is. Except let me tell you, I'd much rather be read. I mean, because like I told you, the goal, my theme this year is a lot of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So, oh, um, tangent. Did I send you a screenshot from uh, Margaret Owen from her ARC reader? Yes, you did. Oh, my goodness gracious. <sighs> so, just so you guys know, we did read Little Thieves, and the next book called Painted Devil is an ARC reading right now. And one of her readers <laughs> posted a, a wonderful opening line where it just says, Vanya, I did not mean to start a cult. And you're just like, okay, great. <laughs> great. I need, I need this book to come out right now. You know, I am. Okay. So the arc reading is like this double-edged sword because like so often I'm like, I wish, like, I want to sign up for all of these arcs of books that I know will be coming out. But at the same I time, I'm such a mood reader and I have so little time dedicated to reading in general anyways, that I'm like, with my luck, I would get arcs and I would be, have like zero interest in reading the book 
for like months and I had to like force myself through it or something. And so I'm just like, in another life, I might've been an arc reader, but I, I'm too much of a mood reader to do arcs. Yeah. I, I signed up for a few and I was trying to do some up and coming ones, but the problem is, is that by the time I'm ready to get into it, it's like, Oh, so that passed. Uh, sorry about that. Did not get to your book, but I'm ready to read it now. Cheesy grin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm not, I'm apparently I don't do well reading on <clears throat> deadlines. Yeah. I signed up for one of those sites <clears throat> where you can get like arcs and like in exchange for honest reviews and stuff. Yeah. yeah that didn't go well. <laughs> Because there's a time limit. Yeah. I just, I can't, you can't put time limits on my reading. It doesn't end well. (laughs) Yeah. I just, by the time I'm ready to get to it, I'm like, oh, sorry. And then I just kind of have to back away and fade into the bush and go, whoops, didn't do that. Uh, Yeah. Pretend I wasn't here. So Abby, how many books have you read so far this year? Okay. So my Goodreads goal is 50. I have read 34 so far, which means I'm seven books ahead of schedule. Very nice. And that is not because of the last couple months. The last couple months have just been horrendous for me for reading. But I think back in like March, maybe earlier this year, I was just like devouring book after book after book. So uh, yeah, you were. And I was like, can you please calm down? You're like, Mo, did you read this? I'm like, no, I did not read it yet. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So that definitely put me ahead on my goal. And so it's kind of evened out with, cause I had COVID last month. And so there was like two and a half weeks where like, I just couldn't yeah. read. I didn't have the focus. I didn't have the energy. I didn't have anything you need in order to read. You had nothing. There was not a zilch, not, nothing. Yeah. So like that really cut down on what I actually got to read. Cause I just couldn't read. Oh, that's uh-huh. awful. Yeah, like I, I couldn't sorry. even focus on an audiobook. It was terrible. So I am still ahead, which is nice. Um, my 2022 TBR is 40 books total. Of those 40, I have read 14. Oh, good. And I have DNF'd two. Oh. And I'll talk about those later. Um, I have read 17 on my 2022 t- um, TBR, and I put 81 books on there. Obviously, I knew I was not going to read all 81 of those books this year. I just have a lot mm-hmm. of books I want to read. And I actually own a lot of them on my list. Like, all most of the ones I don't own are going to be things I'm like, I might get it from the library, like Meet Me at the Museum, which I want to read, but mm-hmm. that would be a library book. I'm trying to be very picky about books I buy. And the books I buy primarily have to be fantasy or sci-fi because I will reread them. Or it can be um, nonfiction that I plan to utilize at work um, just because those books tend mm-hmm. to, like, there's a few books I've read. Like, there, there's a book I'll talk about later called Radical Candor that I have utilized at work. And it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, I like to reference them back and have a physical copy. I put post-it notes in them and highlight it and mark it all up and all that stuff. Hmm, yeah. So. I am such a nerd, but that's okay. We like nerds around here. Mm, that's good. All right. Well, do you feel confident that you will meet your goal this year? Uh, my Goodreads goal? Sure. 
Um, okay. I don't anticipate reading all 40 that were on my 2022 list. I don't know. Like my guess is I will read at least, at least nine more off that list, but it's, some of them are kind of iffy and, oh yeah. Um, I did some research because, oh, uh, the Lord of Demons, which is the burning book three by Evan Winter. I was looking into it because I was curious. I'm like, is it actually going to come out this year? Because it's on my TBR and I want to read it. I've been waiting for it. <laughs> so it's looking like it's not going to be released this year. It'll probably be next year before it's released. Well, then I'm down to 80 books on my list. Okay. Yeah, I'm down to 39 in that case. Yeah. <laughs> His last update says, I'm still working on The Lord of Demons. It's going well, and I can't express how excited I am to share it with you but I have more work to do before that gets to happen. I had hoped to be done long before now. And for anyone already caught up with the books, I'm sorry that book three isn't ready yet. That's all right. So from all, yeah. So from all of the sources that I can find, it'll probably be 2023 before it comes out. So okay. technically I guess I'm down to 39 books on my 2022 list, which is fine. I'm still not going to get through it. (laughs) Oh, it makes me sad. Oh, well. I know. Try, try not to be. I really want to read the next one. Um, so I read Rage of Dragons as a library copy, and I thought I had bought it. I thought I owned it on Kindle, but I didn't. So I went back, and I was like, I'm going to buy it on Libro FM. So now I have the audio copy of it as well, which I kind of love. So if you want to, like, re-listen to it ever, oh, yes. totally could. That sounds wonderful. I haven't listened to the audiobooks, but I kind of want to. You should, because you learn how to pronounce all the names. And so I'm listening to Gideon the Ninth right now, and I love it. It's a really engrossing, different book, mm-hmm. but the accent is killing me. And I don't know. Um, the author's a Kiwi. Um, uh, what is that? Uh, uh, New, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is a Kiwi accent or not. And I'm like... <laughs> And I don't know what it is about it, but if I am not like fully concentrated on it, I'm like, what happened? Who is this? Backtrack, backtrack. Like when I come back to listen to it, I got to backtrack like 2% of the book to figure out who, where I am, who's narrating, what's going on. Oh, geez. It's a really engrossing book though. Super interesting, but. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also got Rage of Dragons as a library book. Absolutely devoured it and then bought a physical copy for myself. <laughs> As one should. Um, I definitely <laughs> have sent that book to two different people because I like that book so much. I'm like, I bought this book for you. Mm-hmm. And my my <laughs> one of my love languages gifting you my favorite books. So yes. So I can't gift you any books because you buy all the crap I buy. But I still have I have half of your advent calendar. Hopefully you don't have I any have of the like, books. I have like two thirds of your advent calendar. I'm going to get back on my advent calendar buying train at, probably after the birthday. So in August, I'll start buying again. I had it almost done. And then you went out and bought a bunch of books and you were like, look at all these cool books I bought. And I went, I had that one on there. I had that one on there. Crap. I had that one on there. <laughs> okay, good. Um, good news is I told you I'm not buying any books in my uh 2023 pile <laughs> but yes. I, 
<laughs> um, I, I, and if I do, I do mark it if I did buy it, but most of the things on there are not bought. So. Yes. So how many more off of your 2022 list do you think you'll get through? I don't know. Is that bad? <laughs> no, I mean. Let, let me look at it. Again. I was just asking. I don't know. Let me look at it again. Okay. <laughs> well, Nate and I do plan on going to Florida this year. So I think we'll, I think we will listen to the drawing of three by Stephen King. So I should read stalking Jack the Ripper is on and I'm, I'm reading it right now. So I should read that. Um, I may not read Rip Marie was here. We'll see. Yeah. I think I'll get through probably half the list and that's kind of why I anticipated because it's really like half fantasy, half sci-fi. And then, um, the rest is kind of fiction. Okay. So I'm at like 30, um, 60 books because I, I did read Daisy Jones and the six, which was phenomenal, but apparently it didn't mark that off. Oh, the, go- the golden enclaves. Yes, I can't I wait. Know. I can't wait for that to come out. I need to listen to the final gambit, which I'll listen to with um him. Oh, I can't wait to read Dragon's Promise. Mm-hmm. And Cursed. I I can't wait to read like some of these um uh like next in the series books. You know. Yeah, Soul Taken. Oh yes, I know. I just saw that one. Sorry, I just got real excited there. <laughs> I'm good. I'm very excited for that one too. I get it. It will be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, God, that was like really nice. I, I think I'll get through at least half. Okay. I mean, that's more than I plan to get through for mine. So, you know, <laughs> applaud you. Good job. Thank you. All right. So what are you currently reading then? currently reading the last stand of Mary Good Crow by Rachel Aaron which is um one that you're reading how would you do like western sci-fi I'm just waiting for aliens wait I'm waiting for aliens magical to show up, western. Honestly, at this point it's a magical western magical western thank you angels of resistance by noel zalazar she was so gracious and kind to send us an art copy and i am trying to finish so i can get you the copy so you can read it and we can get on um and do a recording sooner than later mm-hmm. and then i'm reading getting the ninth by tamson Murr. Murr. <laughs> i am not good at like last names and that one is a futuristic necromancer sci-fi if you have seen the chronicles of riddick so not um pitch black which is the first one the second one's chronicles of riddick with men diesel and they have the necromongers it reminds me of that a lot mm-hmm. okay um stalking jack the ripper by carrie Menskul men whatever man mm. carrie her name is carrie with an i with an M for the last name. I am not good at last names. And it is a young adult book. And it reads like a young adult book. And it is a book club book that I thought would be like super interesting. It is mm-hmm. not bad. It's like really easy to read. I'm not invested in it. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. I, it was literally, I pulled it out of a little library. It was free. It's probably going to end up in a little library somewhere else, which is fine. <clears throat> and I'm reading Radical Candor by Kim Scott, which is my business book I'm reading. And it is... I started as an audiobook and I was like, wow, I want to read this like as a book book. 
And the print is so tiny. Abby, the print is so tiny that it takes forever to get through the pages. But I still like to read it. It has a lot of good um, information in it. Well, that's good at least. So I have been starting and then putting down a lot of books, especially audiobooks. I'm just, I'm having difficulty listening to audiobooks right now. It's just a funk I'm in. So I'm listening to Cytonic by Brandon Sanderson, which is the Mm -hmm. third in the uh, Skyward series. It's the, I adored the first one. I adored Skyward. Like, holy crap, it gave me Hmm. hope that I could actually love Brandon Sanderson's stuff. Yeah. Star Sight, which is the second one, was almost as good. Had a completely Mm -hmm. different feel to it, though, even though you were dealing with the same main character, which was kind of weird to have such a tonal shift, but it worked. Okay. And this third one has such a gigantic tonal shift as well, but not in a positive way. And I am struggle bussing. That's not good. Like it's not badly written by any means. It's just the other two books felt so focused and like the main character was so determined. And this third one just feels like it's wandering. Hmm. And so I'm kind of having a hard time getting through it. Like I'm going to push through it because I own it. Yeah. And I I really want to see if it gets better or maybe like the next one will have another tonal shift that I will like better. But yeah, so I'm kind of struggle busting with that. And I've been putting down a lot of books and DNFing a lot of books lately because I just, nothing's really getting me. Um, I'm also reading The Last Stand of Mary Good Crow by Rachel Aaron. Magical Western is how I've been describing it. And I definitely, like the beginning, I was loving. And then like the middle, I kind of struggle bust through and now I'm closer to the end and I'm like, oh, oh, this is getting good again. And I'm actually like grinning while I'm reading it. So that's good. So that's kind of sad that like, well, it's not sad, but it's one of those like, I feel like most of these books that we read by Rachel Aaron are very engrossing, very fast paced. And I'm wondering, I have actually listened to the majority of her books. I don't typically read them. So I wonder if the reading mm-hmm. it is what's killing me versus doing the audio. Yeah, I was wondering about that too, because like Heart Strikers, I listened to an audiobook. Uh, Minimum Wage Magic, that trilogy, I listened to the audiobooks. So good. Yeah so good as an audiobook but also like i've read the first two of her paradox trilogy which is sci-fi and i actually read the physical books of those two and i loved them so i i don't know i'm wondering if it's just the genre is what's kind of hurting my enjoyment of this because westerns are not something i ever read like ever is it the Western that's doing it? You think that's what's the part that's killing you? Is it like all the army stuff you don't like? Yeah, I don't like all the army stuff. And like, I appreciate that she is bringing in historical, like legit historical stuff and weaving it into her own magical version of the world. But at the same time, it's kind of depressing hearing 
how much the white people hate the Indians and the blacks. Yeah. But I mean, it's the reality of that time period. I know, but it's just, it's sad. It sucks. And it's sad. It's sad. And it's, I didn't need sad in my life right now. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like, it's well-written. Don't get me wrong. It's well-written. I love the characters. I like the general plot. It's just, there are some chapters that just like ground everything to a screeching halt. And it's the stuff that has to do with the army. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't know. I kind of struggle through some of um, Ralph's chapters too. Yeah. Ralph frustrates me, but Mm -hmm. I don't know, like good character, just very frustrating, very immature, understandably, but immature. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those, uh, so the army chapters that really like, as soon as I hear that you're focusing on Lucas and the army and I'm like, nope, my interest immediately plunged to zero. Yeah. And don't worry, guys, this is no spoilers. There's nothing going on. We're just saying about the characters that were like, eh, they're all right. Cause I would definitely have to agree. Like my favorite characters. I like Josie. I enjoy her forward thinking, her gumption, her, I'm going to make all this work. It will be fine. Everything will be fine. Everything. And then Mary's just like, I'm just trying to get by in life. Please don't screw it up for me. If I could, I would just stay in the caves and be left alone. And then there's, well, just all anger. Lots and lots of anger all the time. Yeah. And I don't know. There's like, there's things about all three of those characters that I love. And there's other aspects that I'm like, uh, I know I'm not so thrilled about this side of you, which is good. I, I you, you, don't want, you don't want to marry Sue the whole time, you know? Right. So like, I both love and hate it because it makes them more real. But at the same time, I'm not just automatically loving the characters. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, kind of a double-edged sword. And that's on is. me. That's that's entirely me. That has nothing <laughs> to do with Rachel Aaron or her characters. <laughs> You're like, I am the problem in this one, actually. I am 100% the problem in this one. <laughs> Love it. And I've accepted that. And I've, I've pushed through the struggle busing bits. And I'm really enjoying this last quarter of the book. So... Oh, everything's fine. It's all fine. Yeah. yeah. It's good. We're good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm also reading uh, The Traitor's Kiss by Aaron B E A T Y. It's Beauty Without the U. Okay. Betty? Beatty? So, Beatty. Yeah, something like Betty, that. I don't know. But yeah, Sarah told me how wonderful the trilogy is and how much she devoured it. So, I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and start that one. And then Rachel Aaron came out with Mary Goodcrow and I started reading that instead. And then I got COVID and you are such a, <laughs> you're like, it's a, Oh, look, another book. Oh, look, another book. Oh shoot. Abby. Oh shoot. Abby made mistakes. Abby started all the books. <laughs> Abby has problems. It's okay. That's all right. Uh, and I'm getting close to uh, finishing Mary Goodcrow. So I think the next book I pick up is probably going to be, um, imprudence by gail carriger which is on my Mm -hmm. 2022 list because i'm just 
I'm feeling need for some Gail Carriger in my life. I understand. She is a wonderful, wonderful author and writes wonderful yes, things. She and she writes, she writes such happy things. Uh, n- snarky. I would say she just writes snarky <laughs> things and I love it. Is, is that not happy things? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let us talk about five stars. Actually, before we do, everyone, we're going to take a quick break. So well, when we come back, guess what? We're still not going to be spoiling things because we are just talking about where we are for the year. But when we come back, we're going to talk about our five-star reads for the year, our DNFs and low-rated books, and our biggest disappointments. Talk to you in a minute. Talk to you in a minute, guys. I'm Kayla. And I'm Haley. And we host a podcast we majored in English for this. It's a weekly show on YA fiction and tomfoolery. Join us each week as we rant, rave, and recap your favorite young adult fiction books. You can find us on all your favorite streaming platforms. And now back to your show. Welcome back, everyone. We, guess what, are not going to spoil anything. So sit back, relax, and listen to us talk about our update about where we are with our reading challenge for the year. Right. So, Abby, tell me about your five stars that you have for the year. My five stars. Well, like I said earlier, I read the first two of the Paradox Trilogy by Rachel uh, Bach slash Aaron, uh, Fortune's Pawn and Honor's Night. Um, both mm-hmm. of those are five stars for me. I absolutely adored them. I adored them so much that I read them back to back and I'm holding off. Pretty, that's, that's significant for you, for sure. Yeah, that's very significant for me because I'm not a back to back in a series reader. I'm like, let me read this one book out of the series. Oh, look, there's this other series that I'm going to read over here. Oh, what about this mm-hmm. one over here? <laughs> so the fact that yeah. I read them back to back like that says how much I loved them. And then right. I, I loved them so much that I'm putting off reading the third because I don't want it to be over. <laughs> yeah. And I've put it off for months now. And I'm like, I can't put this off much longer, but... but <sighs> It'll be over when I read it. Keep holding off, right? Just, just uh, resist. resist. <clears throat> Hold off forever. Man. <laughs> oh no, I will. I will read the third one this year. I just, oh, it's such a good trilogy. I need her to read write more sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Honestly. And then, Little Thieves. We read as a buddy read a few months back. Five stars. Oof, that was such a good book. Mm-hmm. Mm, such a good book. I am excited for the next one to come out. I read a book called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. And I guess it's technically considered a graphic novel, but it's not remotely in the graphic style that you are thinking. Um, it's ink drawings mm-hmm. that look kind of rough. It's just beautiful. I love it. Uh it's one of those where I don't even, I haven't read it yet. I just like to pick it up and look through the pictures. Right. It's just absolutely gorgeous to look at. And I cried so much reading it. It's not very long because there's not very many words per page, mm-hmm. but like I cried so much because so many of the things 
that are said in the book just like hit me right in the gut. Yes. And like, I needed to hear it and it was good to hear it. And so I cried and it was so beautiful that I literally went out and bought three more copies for other people. <laughs> yeah. Mo, Mo got a copy of it. Cause I was like, I need, I need people to read this. I need my friends to suffer with me. I need my friends to good cry. Like I did. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend it. The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. It won't take you long to read. Oh, so worth it, though. So worth it. I also read Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. That was a good one. I was very impressed by it. I hadn't read any Andy Weir prior to that book. Really? Yeah. Like, I know you said um, The Martian is really good, right? I loved The Martian. If you are not in the mood to read it, I have the audio book if you need to borrow it. Ooh, I might do that. Mm-hmm. I, when I read The Martian, I was like, you know, because the movie came out, it had Matt Damon. I'm like, and I, I read the book first. I didn't even think about the movie. And I was like, oh, mm, you know, I thought like it was going to be like dumb, mm-hmm. but it was so engrossing. I mean, it's, it's you're literally following two different parts of the story one back on earth that which control one about the astronaut um on mars and how he does his thing and mm-hmm. he's sarcastic and funny first person narrative love it yeah well and project hail mary was so interesting and i can't talk too much about it because i feel like i'll spoil it if i do uh, I, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. with you. I know. Um, but yeah, that first person point of view again, and like, it's really told from just one perspective the whole time. I mean, he wakes up in a spaceship and is trying to remember who he is and why he's there. And it's just, it's mm-hmm. so well done. It could have been such a depressing book, but it wasn't. Oh yeah. Like it was such, and it ended up being such a heartwarming book. I was very impressed with it. Um, and then my last five-star read was Exit Strategy by Martha Wells, which was the third of the Murderbot series, I think. Maybe the fourth? No, fourth. fourth. Okay. It's the fourth. I couldn't remember. I'm like, I've read so many of them now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all have come together. They all have Murderbot, and that's what I care about. <laughs> um. And that's not to say that I haven't, like most of the books I've read this year and completed, I have rated pretty highly. Um, That means like four, four and a half stars. They just weren't five stars like these were. So that's not to insult any of the other highly rated books that I have read this year. All right. What about you? Well, five star wise, um, The Long Way to a Small and Angry Planet, Wait, the first book of The Wayfarers by um, Becky Chambers. Hardcore loved it. So good. Did it as an audiobook. I'm disappointed that the next books in the series don't, they follow, they're in the same universe, but they don't follow the same exact people. And that makes me sad because I'm like, I need to follow these people. But they follow different people that you meet through this book. And you're like, fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. Whatever. Um, I read Fortune's Pawn and Honor's Knife by Rachel Bach, which I both loved because 
well, for what I re okay, I liked Fortune's Pawn more than I liked Honor's Night. Honor's Night is like a 4.75, like it's basically a five, but Fortune's Pawn was a hands down, mm-hmm. like holy mackerel, five, 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 five. Mm-hmm. It was good. I loved it. Let's see. I thought I read two different Murderbot diaries. Let me see. Did I not rate? Oh, I didn't like Rogue Protocol. I loved Exit Strategy. Also five star. Very well done. Pleased me greatly. Um, sometimes those are so short though. I can't remember what's going on half the time. And I and it and it yeah, yeah it's kind of they kind of run together. So I try really hard to remember which is which. I really loved the reading list, but I also have a thing for any book that has found family and grumpy old men in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just my thing. Apparently, I just gravitate towards it. Um, I I gave Daisy Jones and a six by Taylor um, Jenkins um, Reed a five star because I did the audiobook of it. And I'm not sure I would give it five stars if I had read it. Um, all my friends who read it did. But the audio production of this book is a full cast audio production. And mm. you're switching between multiple perspectives about the rise and fall of a band in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it was just awesome. Like, I mean, love, sex, and rock and roll you know, basically was the theme of the book without it being like too graphic and any one of those. Um, Mm -hmm. Full cast recordings are amazing. It was like listening to the help full, you know what I mean? So. Oh yeah. Full cast recordings are the best. Highly recommend that book. Great chick lit, very light read. Um, If you like the smoothie, a star was born. Um, I think it was Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga was in the laser edition of it. It is the happy version of that story. Cause that story's sad as all get out to the end. This is the happy version mm. of that story. I would put it. <laughs> so um, I gave Project Hail Mary five stars. Amazing audiobook. Grab it as an audiobook, guys, because there's parts of the book that translate so well. Because there's, there's some mm-hmm. um, sound elements with it. Yeah, definitely. If you're going to get that book, try to get the audio book over a physical copy. Because just of like listening to the audio book, I was trying to figure out how it would even translate into a physical book. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm sure you could make it work, but it's not going to have the same impact. Precisely. The end of an era came with this one. This is Risen, um, book number 12 of the Alex Vera series by Benedict Jacka. So you guys know how much I love that author. Mm. He's writing a new series, so it's okay. I'll survive. But this was the final one. And it wrapped up perfectly. The end, solid. Loved it. I can live with it. Don't have to cry about it because it got a little dicey towards the end. It was good. Very good. Mm. Um, this was a surprise novel um, out of left field. I bought this book on a whim for $2.99 on Kindle because sometimes I just buy random crap that I know I want to read eventually and I just, I've just i had it for a while. But this was The Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bully. 
this is a book I recommend to anyone who wants to. It's a young adult novel um, written from the point of view of a girl who is half Native American, um, half white, growing up between the two worlds and um, has like hockey culture, um, living up in upper Michigan, which is pretty cool between the border. So like the boundary waters up there between the borders of Canada and the United States and the struggles of living. Uh, well, she lives in the city, but like she, but she goes to the reservation a lot and how that affects her life, her family's life and moving between two different worlds essentially. And it was a tearjerker, uh, gave me feelings, uh, reminded me a little bit of reading, um, Oh, what was that book called? Not Concrete Rose, but the book about his daughter, Star. You read it too. Oh. um, The Hate That Gives. Yes. Yeah. So it reminded me of that book a lot, but not quite. But uh, A lot about social, um, not justice, but social niches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So... I loved it. I recommend to a lot of people. I'm like, you want to read something that's really good? Read this. I devoured it. I have only two more. Don't worry. I'm almost done. Um, <laughs> only a Monster by Vanessa Lynn. Cool. That was a wild ride. Oh, the end, Abby. It was wild. Um, you would love it. It is pure YA. It's fantasy. I thought it was... Nicely novel. Um, I love a good book that does like their own thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You praised this one so highly that I actually bought it. So I own the physical copy now. Mm. It's pretty. It's fine. It looks good on a bookshelf. Yeah. (laughs) I loved it. Um, So yeah, if that one does not meet your muster to keep it, you can just give it to me. okay? Okay. Sounds good. Um, and my last one, of course, was Little Thieves by Margaret Owen, which I do want to, I do have, um, one another book on deck of hers to read this year too. Merciful Crow. Uh, I cannot Mm -hmm. wait for Painted Devils. I don't know when it's due to come out. If it's due to come out this year, I guess I'm just adding that to my list to read this year too. Mm -mm. Early next year, I believe. That's fine. So what I really love about these books and this author is the fact that she does her own illustrations and she's been posting her illustrations on Instagram for the new book and she's doing a different style. I love it. I love Mm. it so much. She's doing a different style than the. Yeah. So she did. Yeah. So Mm. she did a book, a, um, so you carve it. Yeah. What is it called? The art style where you carve into the block and then you put the block on the paper style. Oh, she did that the first time. Now she's doing a different style this time. Okay. So. Yeah, uh, Painted Devils comes out May 16th, mm-hmm. 2023. Okay. I have it pre-ordered. Oh, that's great. Good job, Abby. I know. It's what I do. <laughs> so funny. Uh, well, that's it. That's all I had. All right. Um, I think we should talk about our DNFs real quick. Did you DNF any books this year? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I will suffer and read the damn thing <laughs> if I have committed to it. Okay. Um, so I, I have, I'm not afraid to DNF books. 
because uh, if I'm not enjoying them, most of the time I don't want to suffer through them. I just, I don't have that kind of willpower or energy or time. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, so I did read Binti, which is the first of a trilogy of novellas. And it was okay. The thing that killed me about Binti was that if it had been a full length novel and I had been given time to invest emotionally in all the characters, I think I would have adored it because I liked the world setup. I liked the characters I was given. Like there was so much about the book that I was enjoying, but that it was chopped so short because of the novella style that I just couldn't get into it. It took me like two and a half weeks to get through a novella, guys. Like that's how hard it, that's how hard it was for me to get through just the first one. And so I'm like, I can't wait until I read it. And then we review it on the podcast and we'll really see some interesting contrast maybe. Or maybe we'll both be like, Abby, how's that? A bookstore? You know what I saw what? on the bookshelf? Oh, the book that haunts us. No. Yes. There were four copies of it. No. I know. I know. I don't know how long they've been there, but I hope Me no one too. ever touches that copy. Ever. N- none you of should them. have like stopped and put a note in the first one. Yeah. Like, no, you should just put this back. <laughs> Actually, you know what I should have done? I should have put podcast bookmarks in the books there. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I had my podcast. Bookmarks in my purse, but yes, I would not have graced that book with my podcast bookmark. Oh, oh, that's painful. Okay, so I read that earlier this year. I read Binti earlier this year, and I have the other two, which are Home and The Night Masquerade. And I'm like, okay, maybe if I give it a couple months and then I pick up Home, which is the second one, maybe I'll enjoy it more. Yeah, I got like 10 pages in and went, I can't do this. I just couldn't do it. Again, I liked the setup of the world so much. I loved the sci-fi elements. I just, I was so uninvested in the characters. I couldn't care. And that made me sad. And so I just went, you know something? No, this isn't worth the effort of the time. Like I said, if they'd been full novels, I feel like, I could have been invested in the characters and that would have kept me going because everything else I enjoyed, but I don't know. For me, it's like, if I can't invest at least a little bit in the characters, I have a real hard time reading the book itself, no matter what other elements you have. Mm -hmm. So I DNF'd both home and the night masquerade. So yeah, those two are just off my list. They're not happening. Oh, well, that's okay. It happens. So, yeah. How about disappointment books? Mm, Okay. Now that one I can talk about. So Mm -hmm. I have three that got on this list. First being Dorothy Must Die. I thought this would be a wonderful book by Daniel Page. And I say this because it's like, oh, is a retelling of Oz? We have a character being pulled from modern times into... Land of Oz and Dorothy's freaking crazy, and we're gonna go do stuff about it. It was it, it was really YA. It was 
Mary Sui YA, which is great for teenagers. Um, I'm over that though as an adult. And I was like, well, I don't like this. And I don't want to read any more of the series. And, you know, I'm glad I tried something new and I tried something on a whim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I read that with you and yeah. I agree. Just that was not worth it. Dude. Did we put a review out about that? No. Okay. Yeah, I don't even. I mean, I guess if we want to, uh, it wasn't as bad as Hellfire. Um, High Fire. Sorry, High Fire was like one of I the know. biggest disappointments of my life I've ever read. But yeah, this, this was not but, as bad as that. Well, and I mean, this podcast we normally try and read talk about books that we liked. Yes. So, because so, I mean, we want to share about books that we liked. We don't just want right. to ripped out rip apart books that we didn't happen to enjoy that's not yeah. fair to the book or the author and just because we don't love it doesn't mean it's not good just some i mean like this i recommend this to a teenager i mean it's very 100 percent. i would 100 percent recommend dorothy must die to a teenager right but not to any of my 30 somethings and up I mean, even my 30 somethings that like YA, I'd be like, yeah, there's better out there. Don't touch it. Yeah. You know. Um, Crooked Kingdom killed me. So you come off of Six of Crows, so good, so fantastic. And you're like, oh, ah, this is nuts. And then Legion of the Cliffing, you're like, ah, and you're like freaking out. And then you get into like the first one. I'm like, what y'all going to do? Let's go. Come on. Hurry up. Oh my God, let's go. Come on, come on, speed it up. I was dying the whole time until finally, finally the plot arrived. I'm like, thank God. Okay, you could have got rid of 25% of that and I wasn't happy. I know you were having issues with that one. Uh, it was just boring. Like I didn't care. I, the buildup wasn't suspenseful enough for me to keep invested. Mm-hmm. I just wanted it over with, like it going. Um in Atlas Six by um, Olivia Blake, I read this with Kim. I rated it as a three, and the freaking ending is making me want to read the next one. I'm so pissed that it is, and I think I'm going to have to with Kim. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that it did that. Very offended that it did that. But it it, it went from a two until like the last, like. 25 20 pages and i was like no stop stop getting better stop getting better oh my god what's going on oh mm, dang it dang it and went to a four star by the end of it i, was like, I hate when books do that three star book now, now i gotta read this and now i gotta read the next one abby i can't not read it i, I need to know what happens i'm sorry i'm really offended it was a huge disappointment i thought it'd be much more interesting than it was yeah mm. I have a few other lower star ones, but they're not worth mentioning. Okay. I mean, because like they were better than these. It's just meh. Like meh. Anyway. Um, what about your your biggest disappointments this year? Uh so I've been reading the Firefly novels. Yeah. Um, and I've really enjoyed all I've really enjoyed all of them so far. They're like they're very well written. They're v- I've been listening mm-hmm. to the audiobooks. They're very well acted. 
Because no, I'm like, where are you going with this? Like, why why are you starting my Firefly in biggest disappointment like section? I I have loved all of the ones that I have read so far, except for the ghost machine. What's that one about? Basically, they go to this planet. They're supposed to pick up this machine and transport it. And Mal gets a bad feeling and doesn't take it. And Jane stows it away anyways. And the machine, like, puts them all into this really deep sleep and sends them into, like, would-be worlds kind of thing in dreamland. And so, like, nobody's running the ship or anything. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing just felt like fan fiction, like bad fan fiction. You're like, not even the good kind of fan fiction, the bad kind of fan fiction. Well, I mean, I love me some good fan fiction. That's basically what the Firefly novels are. Mm -hmm. But this one felt like bad fan fiction. I just, I was sitting there like, I just, I can't enjoy this. I'm not enjoying this. Why, why does this suck so much? And, and the thing that really got me was that you go through this entire thing and it's all these dreams of what their lives would have been like if X thing hadn't happened. Which I kind of like stuff like that, but this wasn't good. It made the ending, it made the whole book feel pointless. That's because you get to the end and it's not like anybody's learned anything. It's not like they've taken on a new experience. It's not like they impacted a world anywhere. They just like, they all, it just felt pointless in the end, you know? Because mm-hmm. it had no real impact on anything. Mm. So it was kind of like, what was the purpose of this? That's kind of, it just, wow. That, I mean, like just the way you're describing, it just like feels like the biggest letdown. Yeah, I was very let down. And I kept I kept listening because I kept expecting it to get better. And then when it wrapped up at the end, I was like, that's it? That nope, that wasn't worth it. <laughs> um, no. All the others have been fantastic. Just the ghost machine. No, I did not enjoy that. The Blaze Wrath games. I don't even know what this okay. is. Like this has like this book. This book was pitched to me as the Olympics with dragons. Oh, okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. Tell me that doesn't make you want to read it. I mean, I love dragons. I like the Olympics. So, okay. Right? So I'm like, hell yeah, I want to see the Olympics with dragons. Like, that sounds freaking amazing. Except it's YA. And so there had to be a let's save the world plot. And the Let's Save the World plot took over. And it was less about let's play games with dragons and more about let's save the world. I, I think I just set my expectations incorrectly for this book. It wasn't badly written by any means. Like, in general, it was okay. But it was not what I was expecting. And that let me down. Yeah, you didn't even talk about this with me. Like, this is something I'm like, wow, you didn't like even mention this. Yeah. Well, and I, honestly, it caught my eye because it's got such a pretty cover. It's like this gorgeous pink color 
and the dragon and the girl on the front are both in blue. Mm-hmm. It's very striking looking. And I went, Ooh, what's that about? It's got a dragon on it. And just like the main character doesn't even have a dragon. Then uh, I know. Where's the dragon? I know. Everybody else has dragons. What's it called again? Blaze Wrath Games. I just need to go look at them now. Mm-hmm. That cover's pretty. I told you. So you're saying don't be deceived? I'm saying it's okay, but don't expect lots of Olympic games with dragons because it starts there and it does not end anywhere near there. It turns into we need to save the world plot. And that did not thrill me. Again, I think it was my problem. I think I set my expectations incorrectly. And that's on me. Oh, I have it on a one to read, apparently. I think I was talking to you about it when I was reading it. You must have. Oh, I got a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave it three stars, which is the lowest I've rated anything so far this year. So, wow, I've loaded, I, I rated at least one, two, three, four, five, six books. That's three stars. What did you rate Merchant of, of Death by? DJ McHall. I rated it one star. I put that as a three. Oh, I put it as a three. It was still decent. I don't. I man, maybe it was two stars. Wow, I, I forget how much. I forget how much. I, forget God, how much I hate like that now. book. <laughs> Love the Oh, you just really whiny yes. is the problem. I just spend the entire book wanting to smack Pendragon, and that's an issue because he's the main character. Um. This on Goodreads says you put four stars on that book, Abby. On what? The Merchant of Death. Oh, that was my original rating. Like when I went, when I go through and I um, find series that I'm like, oh yeah, I remember reading this and I remember loving it when I was, it was age appropriate for me kind of thing. And I go through and I mark remembering how much I enjoyed it. And so four stars, because I did remember him being whiny, but I remembered like enjoying the book and the series in general. Mm -hmm. And then we reread it and Mm -hmm. I hate it. (laughs) Okay. okay, I won't, I won't, I won't mess with you anymore about it. All good. Okay. Um, and the last real disappointment I've had so far this year was gods of Jade and shadow. Um, don't say that. That's on my PBR list. I'm sorry. Uh, okay I went into this book expecting to love it because it's 1920s Mexico flappers in Mexico like listen I already had one disappointment in Mexico called Mexican Gothic are you telling me Mexico should not be a place that you put fantasy novels no I'm telling you I just don't think this one went over well for me like I wanted full immersion I wanted full deep descriptions of all the cool stuff right oh dear oh dear this is by the same author that wrote mexican gothic and that's the problem (laughs) (laughs) i didn't realize that i thought it was the same author yeah that's the problem um i just don't think it's the author's style that i like because like 1920s mexico should be like that sounds so amazing Right. Well, With, and I mean, Mexican Gothic was, was it Aztec gods? 
it was either Aztec gods or Mayan gods. I don't remember which one, but like, it's so, it was such a cool setup. And then it just, I didn't get the immersion that I wanted. And there's like this hinted at romance that I wanted absolutely no part of. Like, was it like the romance in um, Addie LaRue? No. Okay. No. Um, this is this was another case of an immortal and a teenager kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm never a fan of those in general anyways. And so like the author was like hinting at it and playing with the idea. And I was just like the whole book sitting there. It kept distracting me because I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this. Why? Why? Are you, why? Stop with the playing at this. I don't like this. I want everything else you're trying to give me and you're not. So yeah, it just, it just didn't do it for me. And I wish it had because I liked the setup and the idea, but it, the execution just did not work for me. Mm, making the sus suspicious. Yeah. Okay, well, good to know. Maybe that is one I just won't touch this year. Yeah. And I listened to the audiobook too. Oh, maybe it's one I won't even. I thought about so. buying it. I'll just make sure I don't even like look at it. But yeah, those are my biggest three disappointments so far this year as far as books go. So before we go, I just like crossed this one on my list. You know, when you read an author, and you are like, holy, wow, you're amazing. And you want every single book to be amazing by them. And so like you jump into like their next mm-hmm. book and you read it and it's good, but it's not amazing. I had that this what year. Um, that was Under the Whispering Door by TJ Klune. It was good. I wow. liked it, but it wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. like the character had a really good transformation really appreciate it thought it was great but the house in australian sea i loved and i adored uh, the characters the story everything and i just didn't i didn't fall in love with this mm-hmm. book and that kind of just made me a sad panda yeah yeah i've gotten that before it is not fun like nothing wrong with the book it's just this wasn't it Oh, doesn't grab you as much. And again, it makes Moa sad panda. Yeah. Abby gets that. Anyway. So everyone, that is our mid-year wrap-up. As you can see, we are basically halfway. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. And between Abby and life and Mo and work and a school and life and life for everybody, we will see where we get. We'll let you know in December. All right, guys, we will talk to you again in a couple weeks. Bye-bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use, or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks, like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique.
You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.